right, cheers, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Football Forecast as uh, we dive into week three of the high school football season here in the state of Michigan. I'm Lauren Plant, joined by Matt Mowry, Sean Belisian, and Scott Bernstein. So we are ready to get into it. Uh, the uh, football forecast is presented by Lawrence Technological University. Possible is everything. The MHSAA, uh, if you need all the scores and schedules, go to MHSAA.com. And of course, Hungry Howie's, uh, one of the best fundraisers you can do uh, with your school if you have an event or anything. It's called Doe Razor. Check it out at doughraiser.com. All right, so what I wanted to do is start off with first the games that we're going to be covering on State Champs TV. So this is what you'll be able to see the highlights on Sunday at 9 a.m. on Fox Sports Detroit. First off, and again, we like to kind of get some of the teams on that you know we haven't been talking about already so far uh, this season. Want to give everybody a little bit of love and catch up with kind of where uh, these programs are at. And we got a good one, I think, with Warren Mott uh, going to Gross Point South a good Mac battle uh, here in uh, week three. Uh, you know, as I was doing some research, uh, I noticed that, uh, you know, Warren Mott outscored their first two opponents being Skyline and Lance Crude North 75 to 19. Uh, so they have done well. South beat Renaissance pretty handily. Blank Utica Ford. Uh, I'm, I don't have a pulse on what Utica Ford is like this season. They have had good teams uh, in recent memory. Um, Mott got beat by uh, Cash Tech in the first game of the playoffs pretty handily last year uh and um uh a chip i think it's gross point south got beat by uh no you know what it, it was gross point south got beat by cast tech mm -hmm. in week one and it was mott who lost to chippewa valley both pretty big okay. so uh that's kind of the way that things shaped out but again both teams two and oh yeah, I saw the Mott team at uh, the Big House, and it, fast is the key word yeah. with them. Very, very fast, led by Trayvon Madison, who's a 10-900 guy, uh, all-state uh, track guy, and, and he's a blur when you get the ball in his hands. But it's a pretty balanced team, and it's going to be good for them. This year they moved from the Mac Red, where they went 1-4 and four last year, down to the Mac White. Yeah. And Gross Point South is the defending champ in the Mac White. They went 5-0 and oh in division and 0-5 oh out of division. So right. that, that's going to be a good year for for Mott to make that move down. They get a quarterback, a senior quarterback in Jake Doobie, who kind of shifts over to running back every once in a while when they get a youngster, James Chaney, who uh, takes over at quarterback. But a lot of weapons and a lot of speed, both on offense and on defense. Yeah, it's good to see them coming back to the white. I think they yeah. felt they were a little overmatched in the red, but they were so good a few years back. I mean, they had a, a bunch of linemen going, you know, to play. Guys that were, you know, power conference bound. Yeah, power uh, conference bound guys, yeah. So uh, college they, players. And they moved them up. And I know Matt and I, uh, last week we did a, our, our rundown segment, our vlog that yeah. that, that posts on Twitter and, and Facebook, and I, I called out uh, Warren Mott as you know, one of my big sleepers in the MAC, and I think that they could have a really good year, seven, eight wins um, in the regular season and, and, and possibly make a run in the tournament. So hats off to the Marauders. This will be a good test because, you know, the Marauders, 75-19, and, and Gross Point South, 73-7. to So yeah. it was interesting before the show started, we, we were talking about, there are a lot of games that are, we're going to find something out. I don't want to mm -hmm. put a name to it. Like like ESPN, there's always a name to a weekend or anything. But yeah. this is this is kind of going to be a, a revealing revealing weekend yeah. in high school football. Yeah, no doubt about it. Gross Point South, uh, Gross Point South, uh, perennial, perennially pretty good. So my mouth is waking up here as we keep going. Uh, Flushing is traveling to Detroit. 
Country Day. Now, uh, Flushing uh, were, was beat by uh, Linden by 28 in Week 1. Uh, and uh, oh, They beat Linden by 28 in Week 1. They lost 16-13 to to Sports Creek last week. Yep. Um, uh, Country Day beat Mumford in Week 1, lost handily to UD Jesuit. What, what do you get a, a read on this Country Day team? Um, you know, I really like their quarterback, Elon Mitchell. He's a guy that's a, a dual threat and is, is very um, dynamic under center. Uh, they're a little smaller up front this year than they have been in the past. Don't have as, uh, as many playmakers as maybe they've had uh, in the years where they were uh, churning out uh, you know, power conference-bound guys. Even last year they had Colin Demons. Um, right. who was a, a three, four-star guy. Uh, you know, I think that they're still kind of, I don't want to say reeling, that's the wrong word, because Mitchell's really good, but, you know, they lost a guy like Jalen Graham a couple of years ago, who should be in the senior year right now, uh, quarterbacking or playing receiver or playing safety for country day. He's over at Cass Tech right now. So whenever you lose a playmaker like that, you're going to have to kind of go back to the drawing board. I think Mitchell has, has replaced Graham as that go-to playmaker. And, you know, I don't know... It's hard to tell uh, when, when you have a team like Jesuit matches up with Country Day, uh, you know, the, the school size and, and uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's, not, it's not the most encouraging thing that, that they lost as, as bad as they did. Right. But I expect this Country Day team to still make it into the playoffs. Because they didn't last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think this year they're going uh, to get six wins and, um, you know, anything can happen once you hit October, November. But uh, with a playmaker like Mitchell... You know, you got a puncher's chance in any game. I wonder, to your point, if if it was a little bit of a bounce back for U of D. You know, the up down because they were bound to bounce back. How much do we put into that? I think we're going to find out in this one. Yeah, yeah. Flushing won this game last year. Yeah, twenty six nineteen. Flushing was one of the surprise teams a little bit last year. They make the playoffs and they beat both Lowell and uh, league rival Fenton, and then they lost to Livonia Franklin in the last seconds on a field goal. So that was a pretty pretty yeah. big pretty good team last year reloaded a little bit and they also lost uh defensive back aiden harrison uh who it's ended up missouri. in new Loth- yeah new, new missouri guy oh, he's at new, new lothrop yeah which okay. which is huge for a division seven yeah. eight team yeah. wherever the the hornets are but there are five teams at one and one in the conference in the flint metro right now um and then brandon's two and oh yeah and it's it's one of those where flushing is right in that pack of one and one teams that that could but again, this is this is kind of a show me week. They show show us that you're the similar team than you were last and it, year. It, it would be a real change of pace if we have a new champion in the Flint Metro. Fenton is the seven time defending champion yeah. over there. Mm-hmm. They've won five straight outright, and then uh, two before that they shared. So you know, Brandon seems to be the front runner right now. Sure. But all these one on one teams, you know, you'll never know. You, n- you never know what's going to happen as as the season progresses. Yeah, and if they can beat Country Day at Country Day, that would be another feather in their cap. Sure. Uh, game that we're going to see both in Indiana and Michigan. This is our first crossover of the state champs universe. Mishawaka Penn coming here to take on Orchard Lake St. Mary's. Uh, for those who aren't familiar with Penn, they're two and one this year. Uh, went to the state finals last year and lost to Ben Davis. Six A. Yeah, six A. The big, big boy. I remember a year or two ago, they came to play Brother Rice, and it was one of those things where the bus shows up, and you're standing outside the bus, and they start flowing out, and they keep flowing out, and they keep flowing out, and they keep flowing, and you're like, what? And then you think there's another bus coming. They had 80 guys on the sideline. 
Um, it's just one of those powerhouse programs uh, in Indiana. I remember when I was going to school at IU uh, back in the 90s, they, they, they were one of the, the juggernauts, the stalwarts there. Uh, this year, last year, and then for the next two years, they got a really uh, a blue-chip quarterback in, in Ron Paulus Jr. You might recognize the name, his dad. Isn't it? Isn't it Ron Paulus the it third? It might be the third. Yeah. Uh, Ronnie, they call him Ronnie. Ronnie Paulus, his dad, uh, quarterback at Notre Dame, one of the most celebrated uh, high school quarterbacks of the last 40 or 50 years. I mean, he was a, a god in Pennsylvania. Um, came to Notre Dame, broke a lot of records, um, ended up as a, a backup quarterback in the NFL for four or five years. Yep. He's been a coach in, in the college ranks. And his son is just... Uh, his son is 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 the real deal, as advertised, as you would think, coming from that from that bloodline. And uh, you know, last uh, last week, I was gonna say they 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 went down to the wire with Brother Rice. Brother Rice came up with a victory, so uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, coming now. They'll, they'll come over across the border and come uh, come to the to the to the red field at, at yeah, Orchard, like, the red Mary's. It, ha- it hasn't been pretty for the Eaglets either. I mean, they've given up 91 points already. I mean, yeah, that's, I don't that's, know if this game doesn't, it makes yeah. me a little nervous. Uh, how many absolutely. Could be staring at 0-3. Absolutely. Yeah. gave up 20 points in every game last year, and obviously that trend is continuing, right. and right. It's, it's not a good trend that they're on right now. Yeah, with that said, they did score 43 last yeah. week. If their defense can have some semblance of, uh, you know, Playing well, but um, just, and they only lost by four to Dakota. So Dakota, we think, is a good, solid program. So they've had good competition. Sometimes you know you get caught in the weeds with if you play two good teams back to back weeks, you yeah. know, and you're own two, maybe you're not as bad. As they had a run there, uh, Orchard Lake St. Mary's, that's kind of dried up a little bit in yeah. the last two years in terms of high level playmakers, guys that are being recruited at the next level. You know, on those state championship teams, you had. You know, half a dozen guys that were going to go play big time college football. Last year, they didn't they, even make the playoffs. They, no, right? they didn't. They had Caden yeah. Priestcorn, the quarterback that led him to the state championship the year before. Mm-hmm. Other than that, you didn't have a ton of guys this year. Not a ton of college level guys. You know, the one guy that's being recruited um, re- relatively heavily is, is Cam Arnold, a wide receiver, defensive back. Um, and they moved their receiver Anthony Ntuku from wide receiver to quarterback. Um, so he's maybe experienced some growing pains to get, get getting comfortable uh, in the pocket and whatnot, changing positions, but. You know, the, the Catholic League is just so tough, um, and and unfortunately, if, if you if you give yourself an uh, an zero and three start before you even hit Catholic League Central play, it might be a long year. Yeah, well, we had an opportunity to uh, give some smaller schools some love. Also, this week on the show, we got Climax Scotts coming to town, so we're going to give them some run. They're going to Clarkson Everest, and the nice thing about what Everest has been able to do is, you know, they they feel like they're they're a program that that got off the ground not that long ago and had immediate success. Yes. And the first couple, from lakes. Yeah. right. And yeah. the first couple of weeks, they rolled Oak Christian and rolled Lutheran uh, Northwest. So and they got a really good small school quarterback, and Nino uh, Master Mateo. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know he is a guy that's you know for that level is incredibly electrifying. And you know any snap he can either throw it or run it for a touchdown. That's right. It's so. a very Everest collegiate name, Master yes. Mateo. Right. <laughs> yes, exactly. He's got them, some. Yeah, I was gonna say he's got some uh, brothers that have uh, and sisters yeah, that have come sisters. down the pike yep. in the past. Kevin Langs has done such a good job out there too. I mean, Climax is a really small community. I mean, yeah, it, it's very, very small. small. Yep. It's yeah, a, what between Battle Creek Battle and Creek Kalamazoo. And Kalamazoo. Yeah, yeah. And, and done a tremendous job there for years. But uh, to your point, I mean, here, here's a school in Everest. They're another school. They're outscoring seven. Their opponent seventy-one yeah. thirteen so yeah, far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm intrigued. I get to go out there next week and see them in the. 
Catholic League. I'm, I'm intrigued to see what's going on out there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. This, so, is, the, this is the last year of oh. 11-man football for Climax, so they're going uh-huh. to 8-man next year, and this is kind of the last hurrah. They've, they've made the playoffs, as, as you so said. they'll be traveling a lot. 15 straight years of, of playoffs, so... And last year, uh, I would not have been wanting to cover the uh, 84-62 win in the playoffs over Fulton. They can score some points at yeah. Climax. It's primarily on the ground. Well, so that's it's good gonna be... because in, in eight-man, that's pretty much yeah, all they do. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, that'll be interesting. Yeah, they'll be doing a lot of traveling in that. So they, Although eight-man is, or eight-player, I should say, yeah. has grown What's so impressive about what... Uh, Everest has been able to do is they've only been a program by themselves since 2013. That's they right. made the playoffs every yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's amazing. Yeah. Yep. It's something that Clarkston, yeah. man. <laughs> it's a, a community, man. They just breed football players. Uh, and last year they won a district. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. All right. Well, the game that I'll be filming is uh, number 24, Canton at Plymouth. Uh, so Plymouth coming in 2-0, and Canton 1-1. Bounce back game for Canton Ooh. last weekend, that's for sure. Two new coaches. Blank yeah. Northville, man. Ooh. I was really surprised. That's a darn good Northville team. And Matt Laddick's done a really good job out in Northville. And to beat them the way that they nothing. beat them at Northville, yeah. that's a statement. Yeah. Well, and again, they fell to Churchill, and I'm sure they were just reeling from that. New coaches at both schools. Uh, you know, Plymouth has beaten Livonia Stevenson, beat Howell. You saw yeah. um, that game. Um you know, I was going to remind people, Plymouth, Plymouth missed the playoffs a year ago, mm-hmm. so they were 4-5. and five. Uh, Canton went toe-to-toe with Detroit Catholic Central in the regional final, lost 27-26. So this is a program that uh, we are expecting uh, to, you know, again, be one of those teams that you never know could be a dark horse in Canton. But here comes Plymouth at, at 2-0, and strong out of the gate. This should be a really fun, renewed rivalry. Two new coaches starting a new rivalry. Yeah, and I saw the the Plymouth team at the Big House, and I've played in two kind of odd situations, because you play in the Big House, and that's weird because it's so big, and then they go on the road to Howell, and they play as Howell's renaming their field for their longtime coach, Right. so you know that's a hostile environment. Mm -hmm. They finally get to go home to the campus and and play there for the first time, which will be nice for them, and yeah, they've got some weapons. Carson Miller, 295 yards on 41 totes last week. Right. That's a load. They got a a really young, energetic head coach, and Brian Brian Lewis, Lewis. quarterback, uh, De La Salle to the state champion. Championship game, uh, you know, 10, 11, 12 years ago. Right. Um, just, uh, right. you know, had had some big shoes to fill and, and, and replacing Coach Sawchuck, who had taken them to a state finals berth. And, you know, to get up, to get off, uh, get off and running at, at 2 0. And that's, uh, you know, and we talked hats about, off to we Coach talked Lewis. about Steve Walker yeah. in our. Uh, extra point podcast that we did seems like we just did that yesterday yeah. uh yeah yeah exactly um so yeah i think that we if, if we're gonna have a couple you know rumble stumble you know knock me over kind of games and uh that'll be typical of canton and plymouth so they've and, had a pretty good rivalry over and, the and then coach lafada had been in the program um under yeah. um uh, Coach Beckler. Yeah. So you know there there hasn't been it's it's not as much of a, a change than than you get from uh, Sawcheck to Lewis who was coming into the program. Yeah. The final uh, game that will be on state champs this week Sunday at nine on Fox Sports Detroit. Our main event number thirteen Farmington Hills Harrison traveling to number seven Oak Park. This a six o'clock start. Yep. Dandy Harrison. I, I mean, what what can you say? I mean, the living legend at the helm outscore their opponents 82 to nothing. I think I can say for all of us, we all like this Oak Park team. I mean, there's so much talent there. They found a way to get it done at the Prep Kickoff Classic. Uh, really, what what appears to be a slugfest win over Groves last week, yeah. this is going to be a dandy. I'm glad you picked it for main event. This yeah. is this is going to be a dandy yeah, game. Yeah, and Roderick Hurd's been running the, the yeah, heck gonna, out of the ball for I'm, I'm going to be there, and uh, like, like Sean said, I mean, we're, we're talking about the godfather 
father of Michigan high school football and John Harrington, um, just the most magnanimous uh, yeah. uh, type of, you know, for someone that has achieved that kind of success to be as humble and, the as, definition, and as, ex- as, uh, as accessible yeah, as he is. The definition of a guy you want to have a beer with. I've never, I've the never. definition. Had, I call the guy. He always picks up the phone. Besides You're Sean, never chasing him. <laughs> He's a, a master tactician, a master motivator, uh, someone that uh, knows the game inside and out, has seen it all, has coached thousands of oh, kids, okay. literally thousands of kids. Um, How do they match up against Oak Park? Well, you know, I think you're going to see that uh, uh, a, a really two strong running games. Yep. Um, whether Toriano Richardson's back or not, it doesn't seem to matter because Philip Stewart's running. Yeah, he's uh, doing great. Is is just been a a, a, a real star in in his in replacements. Gone over a hundred year uh, has gone over a hundred yards. Yeah. both games. Um, you got a quarterback in Dewan Mathis who's who's heavily hyped going to Ohio State against a quarterback in Max Martin who no one really knew about. Didn't win the job until the last couple days before the start of the season, and he's looked outstanding. Had four touchdowns uh, last week throwing uh, against uh, Athens. He's a kid who's who's athletic and uh, has size, but just didn't have the experience. Right. Um, they, de- know how to, they know how to get the quarterbacks going. In Defensively, <laughs> Got a little bit of matching up against uh, uh, Mathis, you're going to have Roderick Hurd, their, their super stud tailback that you know just runs wild last year, ran for 1,500 yards and 23 touchdowns, led him in this, to the state championship game. He is, you know, one of the best lockdown cover corners in the states going to Northwestern. Um, but you also got guys like Sylvan Brown, a junior linebacker who I really like. Big upside on him. Vince Rawls, another guy that can play linebacker, defensive line. Um, he also, because of the, the size issue, the numbers issue with, with Harrison closing, most guys are playing on both sides of the ball. Maverick Hansen, another guy who's going to Central Michigan, plays on the offensive and defensive line. But Vince Rawls, uh, I think really is first handful of snaps this uh, first two uh, weeks of the season on offense had two touchdown catches last year uh, last week so we're expecting a uh, a close game well and after after Malik Carr went out of that Oak Park Groves game they really shut it down and I think they were going to pass a little more than they did end up passing right Juan Mathis only threw a handful of passes in that game I think it's going to be we want to run we want to run the ball and not pass versus Harrison kind of came into the season as you mentioned not knowing you know if Max Martin was going to kind of step up and take that job it was between him and David Heiser if we can pass the ball so yeah there's going to be a lot of running and this may be it may be a 6 p.m. start and a 7.15 finish (laughs) (laughs) Which would be just fine for our camera guy, that's for sure. The special teams uh, play uh, nod has to go to Go, go to Harrison. They got David Heiser, who was in the the race for the quarterback spot, lost at the last second, but one of the best place kickers um, in the OAA. And if the game you know comes down to the wire and you, you need a, a reliable leg, Harrington just has to look over the sideline and point to Heiser, who who had some big kicks last year. So some other games of interest around the state involving our top 25, Matt Mowry's top 25, which you can check out right now at statechampsnetwork.com. He has, if you go to the news page, he's got kind of capsules that talk about uh, the reasoning for uh, his selections. And of course, you can just get the straight list at our rankings list. Uh, A couple things I noticed, uh, you know, we obviously are going to be following Muskegon close all season long. Uh, We know about what's happening. I think we're going to talk more about teams from the West this year than we have in some time. Um, East Grand Rapids is one of those teams. A couple teams here we're going to talk about that I think if all of a sudden we're not talking about anymore. Um, EGR lost to, lost to Cedar Springs by a point in the, in the uh, first round of the playoffs last year. I remember that. That was really surprising because they had a real kind of resurgence uh, since 
um, Sturzma has has left the helm there. Uh, they lost to uh, Zealand East in week one, beat Forest Hills Northern by six in week two. Obviously, we know what Muskegon brings. This is their first road game. But that environment at East Grand Rapids, if you haven't been in it, you know, it's a, it's right in the middle of a yep. community in a house. Uh, it's going to be loud, and uh, it's going to be interesting. I think it's interesting. Well, it's it's not a true trap game because obviously those Muskegon kids know how good that, that East Grand Rapids program was, even though it's not at the level that Peter Sturzman had it before he went off to Hope. But you know that they were circling the first week with the LaSalle, yes. circling the second week with <laughs> yes. King, yes. and then next week the OK Black you know, gets division going. gets going. Yeah. So then this is a tweener game at least where, yeah, it's going to be – you know they know how good that team is, and they know that that East Grand Rapids team. But it's going to be hard to get up to the level that they've been at, just of you know emotion for the last couple of weeks. And that's one that, that can be the recipe for it being a very close game. Certainly, I, I want to echo your sentiments because that's it. when I looked at this game. That's exactly what I thought. I mean, you got King, you got DL, DLS. You know, the job this week to me is to refocus to say, yeah. guys. This is East Grand Rapids. Yeah. This is this isn't you know some school way up wherever. No, this, this is a pretty good team that would love nothing more. Dare I say, make their season type of stuff than to knock off the big boy. Now, do I think that's going to happen? No. But with that being said, you got to get your guys focused. Yeah. This one could be more difficult than it than it needs to be. Well, you think about this too. Uh, and for those who played high school football, you know how it is. You you work hard all summer. You get a first. After about the second game, that's when you start feeling a little beat up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, and you're start you're starting to uh, you know whatever you've got you're not at a hundred percent. Let's just put it that way. And considering that they had to go up against a gritty De La Salle defense that wanted to punch him in the mouth, and then to do it against King with all those D one players, uh, you know these guys I think are going to be you know a little uh, you know sore. For for lack of a better term, and so uh, and East Grand Rapids is going to bring it. They're at home. They're going to come out strong. So uh, again, I, yeah, I don't know if it's going to sway the score, but I think this I think this is going to be a battle. You no, know, Muskegon just has that blistering run attack. They with, do. with that, uh, that 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 just you know brick house of a of an offensive line. You know, road grading. The way for for Cam Martinez to to to, uh, to have it, trenches to have his way, but you know we, we've shouted out Anthony Bradford. Another guy yeah. I'd like to shout out is Marquise Cooper, who's kind of an Anthony Bradford Jr. He's a underclassman that's just starting to get some traction in, in, in his uh, uh, recruiting profile. But he's been another big linchpin in that line, clearing the way for for Martinez. And I expect more of the same from both Bradford and Cooper uh, this week. Well, there's no question. Muskegon is not ducking anyone. So uh, if they're gonna if they're gonna be uh, and they want to be number one, they're gonna earn it by uh, this this stretch. Uh, Chippewa Valley is taking on Utica Eisenhower. This Touchdown, is, Tommy Schuster. Yes, exactly. That's my man. Is, That's my main this is, man. Uh, we've That's got we've got yeah, we've got Chip number eight right now. We've got Eisenhower fifteen. Um, you know, again, this this is one of those ones you can throw the records out the window too when these two get together. Uh, two big schools and uh, always a big matchup and a great environment again at at Eisenhower. This is one where you kind of want to set the tone, whichever school you are, is say this is our division race to win. And for so long, I mean, for the last I think last four games between these two um, have gone to Chippewa. 
or have excuse me have gone to Eisenhower yeah. six of the last eight and they're six, 35 and six overall against Chippewa Valley if there's a school that Chippewa Valley wants to kind of go nah we're the big boys now yeah this is kind of it this, this is why we want to get that bully off our back um, and obviously as, as we've pointed out they've got all kinds of weapons they've got a great defense both teams are like that though nine starters back on offense for Eisenhower so this could be one that ends up a little high scoring because these two teams know each other pretty well too these coaching staffs as much as I love Tommy Schuster on the chip side I'm just a ginormous fan of Caleb Oyster on the Ike side he is just uh, you know a playmaker personified one of these versatile running back that's just as tough going up the middle between the tackles going around beating the defense to the edge getting the sideline or going out into the flat and catching passes yeah likes that screen pass you know he, yeah exactly and he can dart he kind of has and, that golden take kind of yeah. feel when he's out now and, and Blake Rastigi you know for having to re- yeah. you know fill the shoes of a of a Max uh, Whitmer who yeah. who just Max Whitmer, Whitmer yeah. uh, who was just you know one of the best quarterbacks Macomb County's seen in a long time, a long time. Um, has just done a very good job and is, you know, is very steady, very reliable, yeah. and is only going to get better as the season goes on. Yeah, so that's going to be a great matchup. Uh, Holland West Ottawa, we've got them ranked number seventeen, going to Rockford. Now, when was the last, you know, kind of few shows that we've never Coach talked? Mo- we Coach, Mo- Coach Munger. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we haven't talked about Rockford at all uh, this year. Whether it was at our preseason shows or our first few weeks, uh, they took on Loyola from Illinois, who is. Uh, they went thirteen and two last yeah. year. You know, I actually had a fraternity brother that coaches uh, okay. over there. Okay, was a star. They're always strong, so there. that's no you know no shame to lose by twenty to them. I mean, obviously playing them is is going to make you better. Uh, they just blanked Lowell thirty six nothing. Now I don't know anything about Lowell this year. This this post uh, you know era post Dean era. Um, but regardless of a- that, AD after Dean. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Regardless of that, it's Rockford. You know what I mean? And it's a big school and it's a big program with a lot of pride. Um, Holland West Ottawa is feeling really good about themselves right now, right? I, I know Coach Oshnock. Uh, he's, he's a friend of mine. Even if he wasn't a friend of mine, these words are true. Yeah. He's done a tremendous job there. And yeah. I, I mean, yes. he's, it's great to see you and others kind of recognizing what he's done in a couple of years. Big and win last a week. Big huh? win. Uh, you know, overtime thriller. I mean, you're playing one of the best players in the state. More on that in a little bit. Yeah. But I, I think it's kind of put into focus the job. That that Ryan's done. You know, you might remember Bernie. He was he was a darn good player at Wayne State. You know, he's been able to coach at at Ferris. He, he was with Coach Anise up there. He was yeah. at Eastern Michigan for a while, doing a heck of a job at Holland West Ottawa. Really, really happy for him. So they're going to be fired up coming in. They're like, we got a chance. We can beat Rockford too. I mean, you know, they, they've got to be feeling really well, good one about of the storylines in the off season was that. Uh, you know, he was a finalist for the Wild Lake Western job. Mm-hmm. So he was contemplating coming down to Metro Detroit and, you know, putting his imprint uh, down down here in, in, in the Big D. And I think it was a question of him not being able to get a job in the building. Okay. But lucky for uh, West Ottawa, he, he, he returned. And, uh, you know, I'm sure that they couldn't, you know, they're, they're thinking they're lucky stars that, he, that he's back on the sidelines because he is a first-class sideline general. No doubt. 
Well, and, and Holland West Ottawa traditionally hasn't had a whole lot of success against Rockford. I think 39-11-1 no. is the series in Rockford's favor. <laughs> yeah. But last year, 35-30 to 30 of the regular season they won, 33-28 okay. in the district final. Wow. And that's only one other time all last season did Rockford give up more than 14 points. And this may, again, be one of those shootout games because one of my, starting to become one of my favorite players is Isaac Van Dyke, who has 222 yards rushing and six touchdowns and 430. 31 yards passing and three touchdowns. I mean, so I didn't see that. So West yeah. Ottawa beat them twice last year. Yeah. Wow. Yep. So Rockford, again, being at home, um, coming off a, a big win for them, just in terms of uh, in name alone, beating Lowell the way they did. It's going to be very interesting and one that uh, we think you should uh, pay attention to. Another one, number 19, Celine. We have going to Ypsilanti Lincoln. You wouldn't think that would be something that would be super interesting, uh, but we're going to talk about one of their players in the recruit report a little bit later. Later, and talking about Ypsilanti Lincoln's players a little later in the show. They They've got. I mean, I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Yeah, here. I know. They have. A basketball player coming in as a freshman yes. this year, the best freshman I mean, in, in the country. Take it, take it for what it's worth in when, the, you're, when you're ranking fourteen. Yes, I know best freshman in the country, Amani Bates. Yes, he is. He, he is a. He's sight not playing to be, football though. I don't think so. But okay. He is a okay. sight to yeah. be okay. seen yeah. on the basketball. You are getting floor. really ahead. Yeah. Sorry, I just yeah. wanted to mention. Yeah. That's all right. I know we were trying. I know. I just. <laughs> I felt like I needed yeah. to mention him. We were trying to get him in our state champs winter jam. We were trying to get Ypsilanti. We couldn't work that out, but we got Ypsilanti instead. But they're they're a good program too. Uh, but Lincoln blew out Adrian. They blew out to come see in the first two weeks. Um, you can only beat who's in front of you, but uh, those are two programs that have had success. They do uh, have Trayvon Davis, though, who's one of the best running backs in that, in that side of the state. And again, when you're playing a neighborhood school like Celine, you want to beat them, especially, you know, if they feel that, uh, you know, Celine is what is what gets the the attention and and all that and, and they just kind of you know get swept aside. This is one that I personally circled. I, you know, we talked about it at the beginning of the show here. Revealing. You know, yeah. we're, I think we're going to find out how good right. Ypsilanti Lincoln is, and that's not to dis disrespect what is it, Adrian and Tecumseh. That's that's not to disrespect them, but yeah. we're we're going to get a better gauge on what they are this week. Yeah. If they can win this game, they certainly would. Well, and and they haven't beaten they haven't played each other since 2011. Okay, wow. They haven't beaten Celine since 1987, right. when I was starting high school. So right. that's ancient history. Yeah. But again, when you haven't played in a while, you know, obviously those don't matter a whole lot. But we're going to see what Celine is too, because they yeah. they've still had. We talked about this on the last show that they had some quarterback issues, and they you know had to turn to the Wildcat a little bit to get a spark. And we'll kind of see if they start settling that in a little bit and getting more of a refined attack as they finally start to you know move into the into the regular season yeah they had, you know they had the best season uh lincoln had the best season in school history last yeah. year they're trying to build off that right um we mentioned trayvon davis one of the best running backs in the ann arbor area i consider ypsilanti you know uh part of that area and uh but they have a nice quarterback in ethan rose as well okay very you know a little bit more than a game manager a guy that you know can go 10 of 15 for 120 25 yards and and throw some touchdowns so I mean, in the 15 years we've done state champs, I think we've had highlights of Ipsy Lincoln maybe twice. They had a guy who had the serious flow going. He had like the, the lettuce a few years ago, blonde kid. Oh, blonde, white yeah, kid. Yeah, yeah, white kid. Yeah, you remember what I'm saying? And uh, that was like, you know, they finally the had Tim a, Riggins look yeah, from yeah, Friday Night Yes, exactly. I can't, I can't even remember the kid's name, but... Uh, 
that was it. You know, it's like they finally are starting to get some playmakers. And so good on them. We'll see. It'll be an interesting matchup. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, a couple more I just want to touch on quick. Uh, Granville, you know, they've kind of had a slog here, you know, the first couple of weeks. Tough games, tough losses. Grand Rapids, Forest Hill Central is where they're going. We've got them ranked number 20 in the state. Well, in Forest Hill Central, I mean, both of them are coming off losses that they would certainly like to forget. And this is one of those games, again, as this is kind of becoming a show-me week, as yeah. we said earlier, that one of these teams is going to get a leg forward, and yeah. one of them is going to be really sitting back going, where's our season going? We've got right to win now? the rest yeah. of our games and, now. And they're yeah. both very good teams, so that's not the issue. Yeah. It's just once you start to get that far behind the eight ball at you know either 1-2 and two or 0-3, oh and three, Yeah that really sets you back in trying to make the playoffs and now you basically have to run the table. These are the kind of games you love to go to because both teams know that this is huge. Bad time to catch the other. I mean, <laughs> yeah, really, yeah. it is. It's a, you know, in a perfect world, you'd <laughs> yeah, hey, great, you know, you're, yeah, yeah. you're coming off an overtime win right. as opposed to an overtime loss. Right. So right. That's what's going to make yep. this one so intriguing. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, one more we do want to touch on Davison, who has now climbed into our top 25. They're taking on a very good Flint Carmen Ainsworth team who really played well last week. I'm excited for this game. Yeah, yeah. Talk about it. Well, you know, you got Cannon Hall, best name of any quarterback in the state. <laughs> yes, Going awesome. Northwood, quarterback at Davison, just, you know, a guy that can beat you with his legs, beat you with his feet, beat you, beat you with his intelligence, um, a true leader in the huddle. Yeah. Uh, and he's got a really nice uh, playmaker, a wide receiver in Brendan Sullivan. And then you move over to Clint Carmen Ainsworth, you got the Fletcher brothers. Yes, sir. Mike Fletcher, one of the best defensive ends in the Midwest, going to Michigan State. And then you got his brother, who doesn't get really anywhere near the hype or anywhere near the accolades that, that uh, Mike gets. But Dustin Fletcher, he's a southpaw, uh, one of the best quarterbacks in the class of 2020, already has an SEC offer from Kentucky, and just a guy that uh, made huge strides in this offseason um, in his ability to read defenses and ability to uh, uh, you know uh, understand the game. And you put that together with his natural physical uh, attributes, uh, you know the guy's about six three, six four, big arm. Um, he he could be a really scary prospect going forward, and he's looked good those these first two weeks. And then they both, uh, you know, they both play basketball, and they took uh, Carmen Ainsworth to the Class A quarterfinals. Yeah, all right. Was, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, yeah. He was the most valuable player of the Saginaw Valley League South last last year, and wow. so yeah. I mean. Big Brother gets a lot of the accolades, <laughs> yeah, and deservedly so, but he's a very good player in his own right. And well, he can come play at up, Lawrence Tech. Yeah, they rolled all, up 413 good, yards of offense last week against wow. a Midland team that that doesn't happen against very often. I just heard so much in the uh, in the summer about um, what just What big, grade is Little Brother in? He's a junior. Okay. Just about how the improvement that he had made in the kind of the, the technique Obviously, the, 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 the physical attributes and the, the natural athleticism boded well for him last year. But, you know, the jump that he made yeah. over the offseason with his ability to um, really understand the game and exploit gaps and defenses. You know, I, I was talking to Alan True, and he was you know, our recruiting guru who we'll, we'll talk to soon. Yes. Uh, just uh, the, 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 uh, the, the, the level of um, improvement that, that Dustin Okay. Uh, made over the offseason. That's awesome. All right, so I'm going to save our predictions for a little bit later in the program, so we want to kind of tease you, keep you uh, watching the podcast. Uh, we're going to take a timeout right now. When we come back, we're going to talk briefly about our Hungry Howie's Mr. Football Race. We do have a new entrant. We do have an exit, and we do have a new guy into our watch list. So we're going to talk about that when we come back. So stay with us. And like Scott mentioned, Alan True coming up with a nice recruit report a little later. So stay with us. You don't want to miss it. Hang in there. 
My passion is architecture. I don't want to sit around passively studying. I need to create. In our architecture studios at Lawrence Tech, we collaborate with students, faculty, and professionals from around the world. And from day one, we design using the same industry standard software that architecture firms use. I really feel like I'm designing my own future here. Lawrence Tech, possible is everything. Today, I'd like to introduce you to the 2018-19 Student Advisory Council. They'll be reciting the MHSA Student Athlete Belief Statement. As the voice of Michigan student athletes, the Student Advisory Council's role is to convey the message of how high school sports are supposed to be played. We are responsible for helping the MHSA maintain a positive and healthy atmosphere in which interscholastic athletes can thrive. We believe athletes should be competitive, sportsmanlike, and excel academically. We believe students in the stands should have fun, but not take the focus away from the game. We believe coaches should act as teachers, helping student athletes develop, while still keeping high school sports in perspective. We believe that parents should always be positive role models and be supportive of their child's decisions. We believe officials commit their own time to high school sports and respect should always be shown and given to them. The most important goal for student athletes is to enjoy high school sports while keeping a high level of respect for all those involved in the games. For more information about the Student Advisory Council, visit our website at mhsa.com. You ready, Darius? Let's do it. Anybody want an autograph? Autograph? We're here for the stuffed crust pizza. Stuffed crust pizza? Hey, who do you think you are? In in the line, pal. Flavor fanatics love stuffing their faces with our stuffed flavored crust. Get one for only $2 more on any large original round pizza. Hungry? Howie's! All right, welcome back to the Football Forecast presented by Lawrence Tech, the MHSAA, and Hungry Howie's. Okay, guys, so Hungry Howie's Mr. Football Race has been interesting so far. Every year, you know, it seems like it it's, takes on its own identity pretty early, and I think what we've seen here is that uh, we've just got guys just itching to get into the top 10 and in some cases we just can't keep them out. And the fact the races are like that speaks to the tremendous amount of depth that this yes. state has yeah. uh, you know, in just great football players, great high school football. And after our preseason decision that we were going to have an Anvil Award and kind of you know move the linebackers and linemen into their own competition, uh, rightly so we can have the real playmakers here for Mr. Football, um, really battle it out. And again, we've had some, some really great uh, you know, individual performances uh, so far. Um, we do have a change, and uh, what we are, and this is something I was campaigning for. You last were, week. you were. He was on our watch list, and uh, what we're doing is Trey Mosley from West Bloomfield. We are dropping out of our top ten for right now. Uh, he certainly has going to have a lot of opportunities to play his way back into the race. But West Bloomfield hasn't thrown a touchdown, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. So in two weeks, so right? It, it, it's so they're figuring some things yeah. out, and so naturally you fall off just by, you know, default. Uh, We're breaking a new quarterback. I'm right. sure that, uh, you know, as the season goes on, Trey Mosley will catch his, his fair share. Absolutely. And speaking of quarterbacks, the fine one representing the purple 
from Madison Heights, Madison, Austin Brown, the former Detroit Catholic Central quarterback. The Brown Bomber. Yes, yes, and that's exactly what he's been, uh, has moved in. For those who don't follow D6 football, uh, he is... Uh, it's actually his fourth year as a starting started, quarterback. Started which, at Catholic Central which, which his freshman and sophomore year. Yeah, I, I, I you know, forgot that he started. He's got some sick. He's got some sick overall win loss record. Yeah, something like you know twenty five and one. Some some ridiculous number. Yeah, well, he has uh, been playing lights out football. It's so weird because I, I had a chance to do his first home game at, at, at Catholic Central, and they, they they lost to Whitmer that particular night. But the poise that he showed as a freshman, what he's turned into, you, you, you hit on it just a couple minutes ago. You couldn't keep him off. I mean, the numbers, what he's done, and this isn't a, a lifetime achievement award. I mean, you right. could make an argument that this is a kid that should be on there for lifetime sure, achievement. sure, sure. But what he's done so far this, this year, year, boom, he's on the list. Period. He's the, he's the Drew Brees of the MHSAA, you know, a guy that's undersized but can make all the throws. Yep. Just the the level of, of swagger and moxie that he brings to the field. You know, at, at Wayne State, what I was so impressed yeah, with PKC, was yeah. that the PKC was that um, he was like 10 of 12 throwing the ball. But, like, all of his completions were on his second and third progressions. Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, just cool as a cucumber uh, back in the pocket. Great, uh, great velocity on his release. Great touch, accuracy, efficiency. You know, he's the total package as a quarterback. Yeah, has decided he would rather. Uh, he's going to play, play baseball, play baseball. Marshall, but he's also going to walk on the football team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good. So he'll he'll be a two sport star at the division one or two sport athlete at the division one level down in West Virginia. Well deserving to be put on this list. Very football crazy town in Huntington, West Virginia, as well. He 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 could be a legend down there if that mm-hmm. works out. The, the way that I think we all expect it to work out. But, boy, he's been a joy to watch. I mean, four years, think about that. I mean, he's he's really been on the, yeah, the yeah. public the public radar for four no, years. There's, there's no doubt. And uh, I think Madison is, is really poised for a long run. And uh, I think it was, I don't know if it was last year or the year before, I had him winning the whole thing. And uh, they got hurt. Yeah, that's right. I mean, he led him to the state championship and got hurt in the state semifinals. That yeah. would have been 16 during his sophomore year. Okay, yeah, okay. Uh, and his, just to point out about yeah. his training, Transfer, you know, it, it was a, uh, it's kind of an outlier. You know, his transfer really had nothing to do with football. Right. Well, his, his father's you know, so his the dad's athletic, the athletic director, director yeah. at Madison. That's his hometown. Um, his brother uh, is, at, is at the school, and he, he was just moving back. You know, going from Madison Heights out to Wixom every day was a bit of a haul. Um, this was a situation where he wanted just to come back home and play with his 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 buddies that he had grown up with. This really had nothing to do with with football. I mean, going from a Division One superpower down to Division Seven. I mean, I, I think it would be hard to say that that was football related. Well, he also wants to throw the ball a little, and they don't do a whole lot but to of that. Coach Mac, to, but to Coach Max' credit, you know, when Brown was there, I, mean, I know they he opened did. it up. They, they opened did. it up. He was throwing the ball a little you know, bit. Twelve here? No, he was throwing the ball <laughs> between ten and fifteen times a game. Yeah. I mean, it's different now. Where he's yeah. throwing the yeah. ball maybe twenty, yeah. Yeah. twenty-five yeah. times yeah. a game. No, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Well, that opened up a space on our watch list. So, um, you've been banging the drum. For uh, the running back for Muskegon, Bonashores, he certainly is is somebody that uh, is on a lot of radars right now. Yeah, well, sincere dent. Sincere dent. Yep. Picked Another up, great football yes. name. Picked up an Makes offer from Ferris after, yes. after week one. So I mean, he's been eight touchdowns now in two weeks, and yeah. it's not like they've been dodging competition either. He's not doing that against the Little Sisters of the Poor. He's, right. He's been pounding the ball, and he's one of the the bigger running backs that really will. You know, punch the ball in there. He's somebody, at least numbers wise, right now, I certainly think belongs. Is he a senior? 
Yes. He's a senior. Okay. And let me tell you senior. something. It, Ferris has turned into a monster in Division Two. I mean, they, they really Both sports. That's where Football he's going. Football and basketball. Yeah, yeah. And it, well, I mean, I know yep. you talked about commitment. Yeah. That is a good location to be. And I, I, every year it seems like yeah. Tony Anise has this electrifying offense. And they've kind of become, we with, all, with all respect and a tip of the cap to Grand Valley, I think they've but kind we've, of become the, 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 the bully, if you will. We've in reached a point, though, where getting an offer from Ferris State or getting an offer from Grand Valley is almost the equivalent of getting a Division One sure, offer. Sure, I mean, sure. It's, 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 for all intents and purposes, you're playing Division sure. One football. Sure, yeah. Quarterback this year, J. Rue Campbell. Yep. yep. Yeah, who's finally found yep. a place. And right. Deshaun yeah. Thrower Deshaun is there Thrower, right now. Yep. And, uh, like playing both know, sports. Yeah, no, they took a picture recently posted, like, a couple of cast-offs, you know, yep. getting making it for the Bulldogs. Well, Thrower had uh, gone to play basketball I, at Stony. Uh, yeah, I know, and then and then came, but um, but again, nobody, everyone had doubted he had no football yeah. left in him. It was going to be strictly basketball. Uh, he certainly proved them wrong. But again, he played for Muskegon. Tony Anisi knew that that was that was a no brainer. The J. Ru Campbell, um, you know, experiment is probably going to really work. Uh, yeah, Ferris, but to, yeah, you know, tip, no. of, tip of the cat, to, to tip of the cat yeah, for to sure. J. Ru for getting his life in order. Um, and you know, being able to get focused in his in his uh, athletics and his academics and and landing on his and feet. And I believe they have the running back from Davison last year is at Ferris State. Um, what's his name? Who was our Mister? I can't believe I'm blanking on his name. Um, so it was Tariq Reed. Tariq Reed. Mm-hmm. Tariq Reed. Who was coming? We had we thought we had him here at Lawrence Tech. He was Grand Valley. Maybe I'm wrong. I could be wrong. Oh well, we don't have to edit this. Whatever, we're just we're just having a conversation. <laughs> it doesn't matter if we if we get it. But uh, regardless he of might that, be Ferris, but I thought, I thought okay, he was it bad. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, sincere Dent is uh, is going there uh, at least for now. Uh, his stock may rise so much. Did he he might go or did he get an order? Yeah, he's kind of off. Yeah, he was, yeah, he yeah. came into so, the season oh, okay. without any offers. Okay. That was his first. So he hasn't so. even committed there. No. Yet. All no. right. So now we are clear. The record is is set. So, uh, but again, we want you to vote in our Hungry Howie's Mister Football race. Uh, I'm going to give props to the Wall Lake Western fans out there. They have kept Sam Johnson uh, in the list. Uh, granted, he um, Milford is a team that is definitely <laughs> in transition uh, and trying to grow. Uh, he had three touchdowns, eight of fourteen passing. Uh, uh, added another touchdown on the ground on a 20-yard run last weekend. So didn't play uh, a lot in the second half. Yeah, didn't ha- didn't need to play. Uh, so, but he's in because you have kept him in. So he had over 4,500 votes uh, coming into. We taped this on Wednesday. Uh, so he is up. Jaron Mangum actually is about a thousand votes behind him. So those are our top two guys right now when it comes to the fan vote. And why is that important? Well, number one, he can never be removed from the race no matter what happens. Number two, he is an automatic entry into our final four. The one who ends up being the online vote king and that again and if you uh, understand the history of this award that factors in when we make our final decision it really has i.e. Cody White okay so that's where we're at make sure you go ahead and vote and vote often if you can at statechampsnetwork.com we want to hear from you too we don't know everybody and everything that's happening out there Uh, there are always kids that are having great great seasons Uh, we have been getting some contact emails that have been good for us to uh, keep an eye on players here and there Uh, a lot of times their parents and that's good because I'd be selling my son if he was uh, having a great season and, and deserving of being considered one of the top football players in the state that's the beauty of this award. We don't care what class you're in, freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, it doesn't matter. Uh, and it also doesn't matter if you happen to be some big D1 recruit. Tariq uh, Reed was in the Final Four as a junior. Yes. Yeah. As a we, junior. Who we were just talking Alex about. Alex Malzone with was in the Final yeah. uh, as a junior. 
um, Final Four as a junior. So, yes, and uh, I believe there will be a day that we have a sophomore or somebody that is in our Final Four um, just because that's the way it's trending, young and talented. So, um, and again, it does. you can be an eight-player if you are just dominating your field and we feel that uh, you are someone that is heads and tails above others. So that's the deal. Make sure you do it. StateChampsNetwork.com is where you vote. We are going to be right back. We've got Alan True on the line. We're going to have our Michigan Student Aid Recruit Report coming up next and talk about some hot commodities in the recruiting world next. I want to be a dermatologist, and though a lot of universities tried to recruit me for basketball, Lawrence Tech had the science curriculum that I wanted. LTU's Southfield campus is a great place to learn, and the classes are small enough that I don't have to wait for office hours to talk to my professors. They're usually right by my side, challenging me and guiding me toward a successful future. Lawrence Tech. Possible is everything. Fundraising should be fresh, flavorful, and simple. We have the perfect solution at Hungry Howie's, Dough Razor. Your team or school can sell paper pizza certificates that can be redeemed for one medium pizza at participating locations. Hungry Howie's makes it easy. It's just a little mini pizza box, but we make lots of money, lots of dough. Go to DoughRazor.com to learn more and sign up. Your next fundraiser comes with flavored crust. Welcome to Hungry Howie's Dough Razor. All right, we're back for one more segment, and we are going to give you our predictions for what we talked about earlier. Uh, I'm enjoying the predictions this season more than ever because I am clearly doing really well. I'm clearly beating everyone. Uh, but we are now, as you can see, right there in the middle of your screen. Alan True of 24/7 Sports is here. He is here with the Michigan Student Aid Recruit Report. Uh, make sure you watch these uh, both on our State Champs Michigan and Indiana shows. He gives you kind of a minute and a half recap of what's going on. Here we get an opportunity to talk talk to Alan and get a little more in depth on uh, some of the guys that are making waves right now. And uh, Alan, you sent me the four you guys would like to go to come from Clarkston. We've been talking about both these guys uh, for the first couple of weeks. The OC Bruise Brothers. Yeah, no doubt. Garrett Dillinger and Rocco Spindler. Well, it doesn't get a whole lot better than those two when you talk about young prospects in the state of Michigan. Uh, those guys are, we had our initial 24-7 uh, top 100 in the country. Those guys were number two, Dellinger was, and number 10, Spindler was. Wow. And I think when you think about what they did last year, those guys played both ways on a state title team. Yeah. Uh, they deserve it. Spindler obviously has the great bloodlines. Dellinger, the same, though. His, you know, his older brother played at Kent State. His dad played college basketball. He played not only, you know, he plays football on the state championship football team last year then he steps over and plays on one of the state's best basketball teams yeah. as a freshman so that's just i mean that's a heck of an accomplishment for a kid that's 6'5 250 260 so those guys are clearly big time guys ohio state michigan state michigan and uh have all offered and then notre dame just offered dellinger over the weekend when he went down there so um if you don't believe my word for it, those four schools i think know a thing or two about talent and they don't offer a ton of guys too early they've all offered both of those kids alan you think they'll be both they'll both be five stars by next uh, next year they would have to you know they'd have to fall apart for that to happen and i don't think for that not to happen I right mean, and I don't see that happening. Those kids both seem like they come from really good backgrounds. Like I said, growing up around sports, 
they've got the right people around them as far as their parents and coaches making sure that, you know, they don't get a big head from all this. I don't get any sense from those kids that this is affecting them at all. Those guys go out and play hard every week. They work hard. I, I think those guys are going to be every bit the part of five-star prospects when that time comes. And I would imagine then also next summer at the camps, uh, the you know, everyone's going to want to come see these kids. Yeah, they've, they've already done a couple Um, But, you know, because they do other sports, Dallinger's playing basketball, they they don't always get an opportunity to, but I think their their film uh, speaks for itself. And I had a chance to see them both at Michigan State's camp. And this is them going into their sophomore year. And and they were hanging right there with all of Michigan State's best junior and senior prospects. They were everywhere. These guys are studs. They were everywhere last week against West Bloomfield. I mean, every play on offense and on defense. Yeah, that's the other thing that's impressive. You know, two young guys playing every snap. Those guys are obviously in really great condition, and they're mentally conditioned to go, you know, a full game against a really good team. And obviously, West Bloomfield's nothing to sneeze at. So those guys continue to to really, really impress us. One of the uh, teams that we feel is kind of under the radar right now is Ypsilanti Lincoln. It's a big show me week for them as they take on uh, what we have number ranked 19 Celine in the state right now. Uh, obviously a big border war between uh, those two teams. Tate McKenzie of Ypsilanti Lincoln. What do you know about this guy? Well, like you said, that program is rising. It's growing. Coach Westfall's doing a really good job over there. And part of that is obviously winning games, but then also getting some kids some attention to be able to play at the next level. And he, they had mentioned to me a couple of weeks ago, hey, we have a kid that's six foot eight, 315 pounds, and uh, he's starting to get some interest. And then lo and behold, this week he picks up his first offer from Toledo. And I think a lot of other schools are starting to sniff around. Um, he was six six three ten last year, so already a big kid. Grows two inches over the offseason. Also plays varsity basketball, so you like that background for a kid that big. And then you watch him on film, and I mean, he's mauling guys. He's he's so naturally big and strong that he touches kids, and they seem to just crumble. He's uh, done really well the first couple of weeks, and, and that just two weeks of film got him that offer from Toledo. And uh, some other Mac schools are interested, but uh, they say over there that the Big Tens are coming. He's already already visited Michigan, and some others have reached out. So look out for him. He's he's not going to be a, an easy guy to miss out there at that size. Well, Michigan's in his backyard. Yeah, I was going to say educate me. See a tackle, tight end, inside tackle. Yeah, okay. big left tackle. Could play other spots on the line, but that's what he is for them. And, and uh, showing really, really good film and, and footwork for a kid that big this year on that film. So I think he's, he has a chance to be a left tackle at the next level. Usually at that size, with that strength, though, maybe you move over to the right side and, and maul some people in the run game. Is he, He's a junior or a senior? He's a junior. He's a okay. 2020 kid. All right. Yep. Okay, right on. So uh, another kid, and you've been singing this kid's praises, uh, and was you know Scott was kind of like, you know, hey, there's a lot of people to talk about on West Bloomfield, but one of the guys you need to start with is Donovan Edwards. Yes, and uh, Coach Bellamy talked about him last year a little bit. He said, we got all these stars, but, you know, we got a freshman coming up that's going to be really, really good, and he got his feet wet a little bit last year, but I think you're seeing this year what all the hoopla and the hype was about, and, and he saw that a little bit in the summer. He went to some camps and really blew some things up. Six foot, about six foot, 190 pounds, built up like a, you know, like an older player. Catches the ball really, really well, though. I think that's what impressed the schools in the camp circuit. Got an early offer from Michigan. Um, I know that's going to be a school that's definitely in the mix. Purdue, Kentucky, those schools have offered. I believe Michigan State offered somewhat recently. He's going to have them all. I I would expect Notre Dame, Ohio State, Penn State, all the regional powers to 
to end up offering him as well. But uh, he's clearly one of the best kids in the state. I mentioned the two Clarkson kids being in our initial top 100. Yeah. Donovan was also in the top 100 for that 2021 class. So between those guys and Damon Payne from Belleville, that's gonna that's looking like it's going to be, we're going to have several major national recruits from the state of Michigan in that He's class. a perfect combination of power and speed. And you saw that on his touchdown run against uh, Clarkson. He broke through the line broke a couple tackles uh, in the secondary and then uh, ran past the safeties for about a 55-yard touchdown. Um, a guy that uh, can just really go up through the middle um, and do it with ease yeah. because of what Alan said. He, you know, he's built. You know, he, he doesn't look like your typical 15-year-old. He looks like he's 18 or 19 with his mm. uh, broad frame, chiseled, and then, and then he, obviously he's got the wheels. Hey, Alan, just yeah. bro- broad, oh, I was going to say, just broadly speaking, uh, it seems like we're talking a lot more just recently about some really, really super high level recruits over the last couple of years. It just seems like it's just trending that way. And these young kids that are coming in now are obviously confirming that. So are you noticing this on a national level that Michigan is just, just seems like we're in a cycle right now of just super talent all across the board? Yeah, even with our national staff, when we do our rankings, they always ask, you know, who are the best few guys in Michigan? Because not only has that talent uh, come out of the state, but the guys that have gone into college have done really well. Those guys have been playing and producing. You watched the Michigan-Notre Dame game last week, and on both sides, you got Michigan kids doing really, really well. So so I think – yeah, so I think those guys have proven that there's not just talent here to be recruited. Those guys have been turning out at the next level. So – and I think you got to credit a lot of the programs that are available now. These kids have – They've all, you know, Max X has been around, Sound Mind, Sound Body's been around, but now you got Legacy, you've got Rising Stars, you got a lot of places where these guys can go, and, and kids are yeah. putting in the work year round. So I think that's why you're seeing more of it, and you're also seeing kids at, at a younger level. We're talking about three sophomores here. Um, they're getting started a lot earlier now. But certainly a lot more foot traffic when it comes to college coaches coming through those schools. And it's a nice blend of skill position guys and guys at the point of attack, the defensive linemen and offensive linemen, which it's not, you know, it's not just centered on one type of player. You, know, you come to you come to Michigan and, and you can, you know, whatever you're looking for, you can find. Yeah, was- absolutely. And I was just gonna say we we haven't had a ton of top and tailbacks recently. That's why Donovan Edwards is such an intriguing guy. But one guy that was was Mike Weber. Yeah, he leaves the state. He's doing well too. I think guys like that, like I said, um, they kind of pave the way for the rest of the crew. Yeah, there's no question about it. I think you're right. Some of the the top end guys. I mean, yeah, watching you know Ambry Thomas run that one back was was really nice at a time that Michigan really needed it. Uh, but regardless of that, um, I did want to mention one other thing. What are some things, you know, right now, obviously, you are in the throes of everything. I'm sure you sleep very little. Uh, so He's got a, he's got a <laughs> couple kids, too, that he's yes, got to Yes, I know. That's not even speaking on that. Uh, so what are some things that you're working on right now that uh, people can look forward to, go to 24-7 and, and, and check it out? Well, you know, we're at a game or two or three games every week, and uh, we're also watching full game films, so we're always reviewing um, kids every week and, and kind of keeping up on not just kids in Michigan, but around the Midwest for me and around the country for our whole staff as far as uh, the guys committed to big schools. We, we like to check up on them and make sure they're ranked properly and we kind of keep up to date with them even though they're committed. The kids are starting to take a lot of visits. Official visits are starting. Unofficial visits are starting. A lot of in-state kids going up to Michigan this week. So that can, we're tracking all of that. Mm. Um, and, and then still, you know, keeping up to date with some of these seniors. There's, there's 
like you said, it's getting earlier and earlier. There's not so many seniors that are uncommitted at this point, but still tracking the couple that are that are not committed, Darius Robinson, Jalen Graham, those right. kind of guys that have still yet to make their decisions. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Stocks going up on both those guys. Uh, I would say, too, that I think what is nice that also is happening as a trend is that, and you've mentioned this and you mentioned this, is that we're seeing guys who even at the top end of the recruiting cycles playing multiple sports. Yep. So, you know, I know that's been encouraged by college coaches now and everything, and it seems like there finally is this acceptance from, you know, not just doing this full time, but playing the other sports. Uh, and a little still. bit of a backlash to the specialization trend. Yep. Right. And you're seeing that. Yeah. Well, you know, these college coaches during the season, they're so busy. They're coaching their own games. They don't really get out to a lot of these games. So they can watch film. But by the time these college coaches come around in the winter evaluation period and spring evaluation period, we're not playing football. So you see more and more college coaches showing up at basketball games and baseball games. Um, Good examples right here in the state. Adam Berghorst didn't go to a single right. camp over the summer because he's playing or in the spring or winter because he's playing basketball and baseball. But every week at his basketball games, there were college football coaches in the stands in the winter at Zealand East. And, yeah. and so you saw him pick up a lot of offers that way. Yeah. And they're seeing athleticism. You know what I mean? Here they're seeing him in a different environment outside of, of the pads. They can watch the tape and see what he's doing on the pads, but let's watch him in person. I heard there's a freshman uh, over at Zealand East that people should know about, uh, uh, Boone, Benenema, Boone Benema's brother. Yep. Yeah, Tag. He was um, Tag Bonham. Tag? He was going to be. Great name. Tag, T-A-G. That is yeah, awesome. Tag. That is a great name. <laughs> yeah. So Actually, at one of those Zealand East basketball games I was at last year at halftime, uh, that kid was out there putting on a dunking exhibition to keep the crowd entertained at halftime. And he was in eighth grade. At six foot four, they started him the, the first two weeks at linebacker next to his brother as a freshman. I watched that ECGR tape and he really stands out. That kid's going to be a big time recruit. He's probably going to be their next quarterback up there, but uh, we'll see what he ends up position wise. But hey, Boone's six going, foot four. Boone's going to Western Michigan, right? Boone's going to Western Michigan. Yeah, been a great athlete in his own right, but younger brother's already taller than him. So. He's going to be a, he's going to be a really highly recruited kid. Right. Well, Western and Michigan getting together this weekend, so we'll see how that plays out. So, uh, and again, yeah, watch the sidelines. You know, just at, at all the games, and you're going to see those recruits now starting to line up all over uh, the uh, campuses this fall. So he is Alan True, twenty four seven Sports. Follow him on Twitter, Alan. We appreciate this. Watch his. Uh, particular recruit reports on our television shows, both in Michigan and Indiana, statechampsnetwork.com, all our social media. Alan, as always, we appreciate it. Take care, bud. No problem. Thanks, guys. All Thanks, right. AT. We'll see you. So we thank Alan very much. Uh, now I wanted to get to our predictions. That way we're not kind of having a super long opening segment. Here we can kind of think about it and reflect for a little bit before we get to uh, this. Let it marinate. This, exactly. This crucial uh, particular part of the program that I've been doing uh, probably better than I ever have. I've, Tom and I used to do this, and uh, I was terrible. Uh, and uh, and a lot of times it would just be losing in the most unconventional ways. But uh, let's start. I'll start backwards up. So let's start with uh, Davison at Flint, Carmen Ainsworth. We've got Davison ranked 25th in the state. What say you? Yeah, Carmen Ainsworth. At home? Yep. Mm. I'm going to go with Davison. I'm going to go with Davison. I'll go with FCA. Okay. All right. So we're splitting, Split. splitting it on there. Um, 
I do think that is going to be a really, really mm-hmm. good game. Uh, Grand Davidson's v- playing with like a roster of like 20 kids. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. It's amazing. Yeah, they're um, all new. Yeah, yeah, but if you saw them at the kickoff classic, you yeah. know why. They're uh, they're the real deal, and Southfield A&T learned that the hard way. Uh, Granville is taking on our number 20 team, Grand, Rap- Grand Rapids Forest Hills Central. Uh, I am taking Forest Hills Central for this one at home. I'm going to take the Rangers at home as well. Yes, Halleck. I'm going to take the Rangers as well, bouncing back from last week's double overtime. Yeah, yeah. GRFC. Yeah. We didn't actually mention much much about Tate Halleck on the thing, but he did have a, a, a kickoff uh, touchdown. Electrifying. Uh, and he had, a, uh, I think, a 78-yard run also yeah. or something along those lines. Uh, so he's been playing great for us, a Mr. Football candidate. Number 19, Celine at Ypsilanti Lincoln. We just talked about it. Ypsilanti, Ypsilanti Lincoln's uh, player from the uh, Recruit Report. Uh, they are at home. I don't think that they're going to be able to handle Celine in this one. I'm going to take Celine. Celine. I'm going to take Celine as well. I'm going upset, baby. All right, there you go. Oh, upset City, baby. Good. Yeah. Trayvon Davis, another three touchdowns. I would like. I would like nothing more though than than to have that happen because uh, again, that's going to that's going to create a lot of atmosphere and excitement uh, in that area, and that area needs it. It's, it we want that Ann Arbor area to start mm-hmm. blowing up again, like yep. like we used to uh, a decade ago. Number 17, Holland West Ottawa is taken on Rockford. Uh, in this one, I am going to take Rockford at home because I don't think a team can beat somebody three times. In a row, Holland West Ottawa beat them twice last year, uh, and I know they they probably on paper are the better team. Uh, Rockford unranked uh, at home. Uh, I'm going to give it to the Rams. I'm going to go West Ottawa. Fighting Oshnocks. Okay, I'll go Rockford. All right, good. Coach Munger, he's, he's, get he's those with guys, me there. Get those guys primed. All right, the Battle of the Mac Chip Valley at Utica Eisenhower, number eight versus number fifteen Eisenhower at home. Uh, but I will go Big Reds in this one. This is gonna go down to the wire, but uh, I, I see Chip uh, Chip Valley coming out ahead. I see Chip Valley as well. I'm gonna be the different guy. Okay, I, I, I get home. I, I think You're that good? that that first game of the year is going to make them better each week, and I think it's going to show this week. Well, you know, this, this again, I think is a real um, a real testament to see what Scott Merchant can do with this particular team. He has the talent. Uh, he's been building this thing. Uh, and, you know, I want to see – I like the guy a lot. I want to see him see if he can get his big reds now over the top I mean, and enjoy team. some of the success that Dakota yeah. and Eisenhower have This had is a team that has a legitimate chance to yeah. be playing on the last weekend of the year yes. uh, on Thanksgiving yes. or the, the day or two after Thanksgiving uh, at Fort Field. I mean, and, there's no yeah. doubt about it. So these are games that uh, – can kind of instill that that this team is ready to be considered one of the best in the state. We have them at eight. If they win this game, they might climb higher. We'll see. Uh, if not, they will fall. Uh, number two, Muskegon is at East Grand Rapids. Again, this was a game of interest uh, because, again, no one talking about East Grand Rapids. They are at home. Uh, and, you know, and again, um, you know, I, they lost to Zeeland East week one that they lost by nine. You know, they were in that game. Zeeland East a good program. Uh, Forest Hills Northern, you know, uh, I'm not as familiar with exactly how good they are this year. They won the game. Um, but Muskegon's coming in. Uh, even if they are a little banged up, I feel that they're so deep. And uh, I don't think anyone's beating Muskegon. I just this don't year. think it's yeah. going to happen. Yep, Muskegon. And, and I didn't yeah. say that coming into this season. I thought losing Ladarius Jefferson. Um, especially on the heels of Khalil Pimpleton before. I just didn't think they'd Deshaun find that. Deshaun Thor before. Right. The- I didn't think they'd find that magic again. Um, but Martinez has it. And, um, again, he's got a, you know, I mean, if you got that line to run behind, you know, uh, 
you would be excited about it too. But uh, he's he's really really played unbelievable. Cooler than the other side of my pillow. Yeah, just quote uh, so, Stuart Scott. Right, I mean, so, this, this kid is as we said the breeze la- follows him. Yeah, That's how we, cool he as is. As we said in the in the last um, game, big reds. Muskegon. Yep. Until, until somebody makes them yeah. do what they don't want to do and throw the ball, but who's going to do that? Yeah, right. No one has. Yep. No one yep. will. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's kind of sad. Uh, all right, so let's uh, go to our main event, and that is number 13, Farmington Hills Harrison at number 7, Oak Park. This is one of those games that I think uh, is is going to be controlled at the line of scrimmage, and I think it is going to be the run game that's going to make the difference. Uh, OAA White Battle. Um, I'm going with Harrison. I'm going with Harrison, too. And I, I think a name that I see as an X factor in this game, obviously everyone knows about Roderick Hurd, yeah. but his backfield mate, Ben Williams, is a, uh, is a speedster, a, a track star uh, out of that backfield. And I think the one-two punch you're going to see more, I think, because they're going to be game planning for Hurd. I think Williams could get some touches and do some real damage. And then I think the, uh, the if the game goes down to the wire, as we, we were talking about it earlier, they got a, a great leg in David Heiser. Yeah. So I, I see Harrison coming out on And top. they haven't been tested yet yeah. at all. Right. Uh, Oak Park has had some... Has had some had two tough games. Two tough games. Yeah. So... I'm, and I'm going to go with that. I mean, the fact that they've with had OP? that... that Test factor yeah, so far. Yeah, I'm going to go Oak Park. Okay. So am I. Okay. I, I, I this is, I vacillated on this sure. one, but back and forth, I think Dwan Mathis will make a play. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, it's going to be, yeah, again, you could say the same thing about Greg Carter. This is the year you've been building this thing. It's time for you to take the net to a couple, He's won a couple districts. Yeah, but no, uh, yeah. Since he got there, and, it, you know, you've kind of expected when he got there that we would be talking Oak Park at Ford Field. Right. You've and it got, hasn't, hasn't gotten right, to that point Right. You've got yet. your quarterback like you had Devin Gardner at Inkster. You've got your quarterback. You've been, you know, maturing, grooming. He even got to rotate Before last Mathis year. Before Mathis got there, I mean, talking about, you know, getting his quarterback – Three years ago, they were running like a four, not a one, not a two quarterback system. Not three. Oh, they're running like a four quarterback system. So when you finally get your guy in there, this is this is the time to shine for Oak Park. Absolutely, Canton and Plymouth are getting together. They do it every year at uh, what is called the Park, uh, and uh, we've got Canton ranked number twenty-four. Plymouth unranked. If they win this game, they are definitely going to be in that Absolutely. top twenty-five without a doubt. Um, Cam one and one, Plymouth two and zero. Oh. Um, Plymouth missed the playoffs last year. New coach, uh, you know, Mike Sawchuk was there basically from the onset of the program, which began in I think oh two, and um, down in Florida now. Yep, yep, mm-hmm. down in Florida. Yep, yep. The grandsons of Terry Sawchuk, the uh, yep. Red Wings fine goalie, Hall of Fame. Goal yeah, goal. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. unbelievable. Um, I think this is gonna, you know, this is the game that I'm filming, so I'm really looking forward to it. I always do. My daughter goes to Canton, so just on that alone, I will, uh, I will pick the Chiefs in this one. Uh, I think they had a really good bounce back win uh, after falling to Churchill in Week One, um, beating Northville the way they did, and uh, and if Canton does what it does well, it usually wins. And they talked about how PO'd they were after that first week and how much they used that in week two, and I think they're just going to keep using that until okay. that supply runs out, and they're yeah. going to keep doing that to people. And Plymouth will give them a game, yeah. I think. And there's nobody that's home here. They're no. both yeah, home. That's so a, there's no home field is, advantage This is a here. neutral field. Yeah, so. I, I'm going with Canton. Okay. Canton, Darius Robinson, yeah. defensive end. He's just going to rip it and grip it and uh, wreck havoc in, in, in the backfield. Uh and I think we also can anticipate his his commitment coming down the pike, deciding yeah. between uh, Colorado, Maryland, Michigan State, Syracuse. 
So, uh, you know, Darius Robinson is, is, is worth the price of admission to go watch uh, uh, an edge rusher. Well, a game that's going to be talked about for decades to come. Climax Scott's visiting Clarkston Everest for the... <laughs> Coming from the west side of the state into the into the OC. That's right. Northern OC. Exactly. And uh, Everest playing probably as good as any small school can right now. Um, but again, um, I'm going to go with Everest being at home. Haven't seen either one of these teams, so really can't speak too much on uh, how well they're playing or not playing or how the matchup is going to lay out. But uh, we're going to have it on state champs because we dig it, and we dig it when West plays East and we can get those kind of matchups on TV. I just know the best player on the field is Nino Master Mateo. He's just right. he's a boss and a hoss, and uh, he's going to have a big game, and, and I think uh, Everest is going to win this. I'm gonna go climax scouts. Nice, because that's a program like that it. wants. It's got it like Harrison. Yeah, has something to prove in this last year of, sure. of playing oh, that's right. football. They're, that's right, and they're gonna do everything they can, everywhere they can, to, to make sure people are hard for this. Everest in a tight one. Okay, Mishawaka Penn is coming to the state of Michigan from Indiana to take on Orchard Lake St. Mary's. Uh, Penn state finalists last year, class 6A, biggest class in Indiana, uh, just got beast, beat by Brother Rice in their own crib. And this is not a Rice team that I would say is favored to win any state titles, uh, although playing well out of the gate and doing what they need to do. Coach this is K, Coach K is, is pulling all the right strings. He is. And they've also, obviously, you know, the, the story about Piscopink, they've got rallying cries in there. They're coming together. This, however, is Mishawaka Penn's third game of the season. They start a week earlier in Our Indiana. Fourth, fourth, I'm sorry, fourth, 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 fourth. They start a week earlier. Yeah. So um, with that said, uh, and Orchard Lake still trying to struggle to find themselves, I'm going to say Penn wins fairly easily at Orchard Lake. Yeah, I agree. And I, and I hate to see what uh, that, that George Port and crew are going to have to go through another season where they'll probably miss the playoffs. But I think this might, if they lose this one, yeah, it's going to be hard to go into the Catholic League Central with an zero and three record. And, but I don't, I don't see them. Uh, hats off to to St. <laughs> Mary's for for scheduling like yeah. they, they scheduled mm-hmm. this year. They weren't they they knew that this team wasn't stacked, and they still scheduled the uh, you know these three Dakota these three East big games to start yeah. the year. But I don't see them winning, and in fact, I think they'll probably lose by a couple touchdowns. Yeah. 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 Eaglets woes continue, sadly. Sadly. Flushing coming to Detroit Country Day, an interesting matchup. Uh, these guys played last year. It was Flushing that came out on top uh, by seven points, so it wasn't uh, a complete uh, you know, beatdown. Country Day, one of those teams that... You know, can look really good one week and then just look like they just haven't, you know, practiced at all. You know, sometimes uh, lost fairly handily to U of D Jesuit last week, but they they, that, they schedule that game every year. And Jesuit is a Catholic League Central team, Country Day and Independent. Um, at home for this one, um, neither team made the playoffs last year, so it's one of those... It, it, as you just Flushing, mentioned, you know, Flushing made it to the regionals last year. That oh, was, did they? Yeah. Yep, yep. Oh, okay. Below. Weird. What? What? Uh, what division were they in? That's right. You said they beat Lowell. So that's Division two, three. Two, three. 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 Yeah, Lowell was in three. Yeah. All right. I'm going Flushing. Yeah. I was going Flushing anyway. I was trying to convince myself to choose the yellow jackets. Sway anybody's vibe. I was, yeah. was going to go Flushing too. Yeah. I'll go country day. Okay. Flushing. Get back on the right track. All Flushing. right, good. Warren Mott and Cor- Gross Point South, two 2-0 teams getting together. Um, 
Mott's my squad in the in the MAC this year. Yeah. In the white, I'm going to take Mott. Yeah, being in the white, I really like that. And, and it, both teams have been putting up tons of points, uh, so this probably will be a high scoring affair. Uh, but yeah, I'm going War Mott too. Mott on the road. Yep, Mott. All right. Yep. There you have it. So uh, a lot of, uh, yeah, all right, good. This was good. So we'll we'll tally it up and see how we did on Monday. Monday is the Extra Point Show. That is where we recap uh, what we just talked about as well as other matchups from week three in high school football. Hope you guys are enjoying these podcasts. We enjoy doing them. Uh, because of Labor Day, we've done two in a row now, uh, being yesterday and today. But, you know, we want you guys to know that, you know, for, for those who loved the 97.1 radio show, we love the 97.1 radio show. It just couldn't work out uh, from a financial standpoint and also just because of the preemptive. It was kind of un, un, the unpredictability yeah. was an unfortunate aspect of it. And that, I think, bled over to the listenership. They didn't yeah. know when exactly they were going to get right. the, the show. I mean, right. Sometimes we were on at 10. Sometimes we were on 11. Sometimes we didn't go on until 12. 12.30 yeah. in some cases, which, you know, that's brutal. For those of us who work all day, yeah. it's not like we uh, sleep in until 4 o'clock. Uh, but I do want to mention this, and I haven't said anything to the guys about this, but uh, I'm sure they will be up for it, uh, as I know the guy next to me will definitely be up for it, is that when we, we've been experimenting with our other podcasts, our LTU Sports Podcast, which we did live Last night at uh, Shields Pizza, and we talk about LTU football every Tuesday night at 7 o'clock at Shields. Come out. There's great drink specials, food specials. Uh, and great so, job on that. Yeah, thank you. And it's, uh, uh, it's a nice little atmosphere that's, uh, that's over there. And so we're really trying to kind of build the LTU football brand. And really, you know, this is Southfield's football team and really trying to embrace Southfield to, uh, you know, this, hey, you've got college football now. Let's talk about it. And they had a huge win, obviously. Um, I mean, they scored 53 points in three quarters. So, um, you know, I think we should do a lot on the first weekend of the playoffs. So the first night of the playoffs that Friday night, <laughs> I haven't told Kevin this either. So, But it would be fun to, to have a live show. Do a remote? Like, no, well, no, we'll do it here. We'll do it in the studio. Oh, do it Love here. Okay. We'll do it in the sure. studio. We'll yeah. set it up. We'll just kind of lay it out there. Sure. And we'll uh, we'll do a, another state champ scoreboard show. And we'll Absolutely. we'll react to the games as they come in. We can and, do it at the whole playoffs. If, if, you know, well, you know, me. yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll start with, with one. I don't want to commit and, these guys. And see, uh, where, and see where it goes. But I think it'll be really fun. And it'll be a good way for people to be able to tune in and really get the feel of, of that live show again. And uh, so um, I think we're going to plan on doing that. So for those of you uh, who are looking forward to that, uh, to having a live show come back, we can do it, hopefully. And, uh, um, yeah, so that's kind of what we're spitballing. And uh, hopefully you guys would be up for that. And uh, I think it would be a real blast. And it would be very – talk about raw. It would be very just kind of – What's coming in, you know, it'll be very kind of behind the scenes, and we'll just be talking about it as we see it. But the great thing about doing these kind of shows is organic, right? Right, and it can roots. Yeah, and we can go 45 minutes before we take a break at that point. Love it. Yeah, we can just kind of just roll, and that's the fun part. So, anyway, that's what we got in the works. We will see you guys on Monday for Extra Point. Take care. Good luck, week three.